Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Booty Bay is under attack. Our heroes and their allies have jumped to the defense of the city, an honorable move to be sure, but the longer this goes on, the less they'll have in their reserves when it comes time to finally take down Jin Do. Let's check in with Butch, Ari, Falkus, and friends as we see how they're doing now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Ari, you're up. All right, so I'm going to move there. That's 30. And I'm going to cast a third-level Tidal Wave, and I'm being very specific about it because I get to maneuver how it is. <laughs> I want it just to attack these two right here, so it's not going to attack Dwellath or Butch because I could make it. It's five feet wide, and I can make it up to 30 feet long. So it's just going to attack these two trolls with how I maneuver the wave. Okay, is it going... Like this, is it going, it's going straight north to south? Yeah, I was just going to do it north to south because I can make it up to 30 feet, so I only need to make it 15 to attack these two. Okay. So um, we're going to attack these two. It'll miss Bush and Wellath on this. I do need them to do a deck saving throw of 16 to find out if they're going to be prone or not. Okay, so now that we're past Butch's turn, the troll is no longer stunned, so he no longer has, he no longer automatically fails his deck saves. But he doesn't have a ton of decks, so we'll see where we get. Forearm troll, deck save 14. Gurubashi troll, deck save 9. Perfect. So they are going to take all of this damage I'm about to roll, and then they are going to be knocked prone. God, what a thing to well. say. They're about to take all this damage I'm about to do. 21 bludgeoning damage, please. Okay, that's pretty good. They're knocked prone. Are they pushed in a direction or do they just knocked to the, to the um, ground where they're it standing? It says, on a failed save, the creature takes 48 of bludgeoning damage and is knocked prone. So that's all it says. Okay. Uh, you see that the... The, 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 the troll with the shield is just knocked on his butt. The, the forearm troll is knocked down, and then as he hits, and like the way that people bounce when they hit the ground, he hits the ground and bounces and doesn't fall back down again. He's like four or five inches off the ground, but he's prone. And then as a bonus action, now that I'm finally close enough, I'm going to turn to Butch and say, help is near if only you ask, my dear, and I'm going to give you bardic inspiration. Nice. I'll take it. Thank you. And that will be movement, bonus action, action. I am set. Okay. Anybody who would look, and uh, Falcus, you can see that this ha this is happening. Anybody else who would turn and look would see that all of the gunners are spending their turn this turn reloading. Falcus, you are up. All right. So Mr. Mage Man is still within range and sight. Is that correct? Yeah. 
All right, perfect. Knowing that he's already spent two spells, I am going to, in my next uh, longbow shot against him, I am going to draw a Cataclysm Arrow and let loose and pray to God it hits. That's a dirty 20 hit. He is going to spend his last first level spell slot blocking that. Okay. Not knowing that, though, um, I had a feeling he was probably going to at least have something else. I am going to spend another Cataclysm Arrow and attempt one more time. It's a 15 hit. No, his shields are still up from when he just did that. You see now, having, having experience with arcane magic, having run with Ari for a while. She's never used this spell before, but you've talked about magic with her and having grown up in a magically inclined people, you can tell that he's using the shield spell to block your attacks. Shield raises his armor class by five for that attack and for all the rest of his attacks until his turn. I didn't know it was to the end of turn. Okay. Even still, 15 would have missed. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not true. 15 would have hit. 15 would have hit. You can tell that. Like, you can see the arrow was flying true and bounced off of the already existing arcane barrier. Uh, yeah, and if I think I remember from earlier, too, a 12 just barely missed. Uh, no, a 12 missed By a twelve missed pretty easily. Yeah. Okay, never mind. All right, I am down two Cataclysm arrows, but I... Playing into the fact that he's got to be low on spell slots right now. So I am wearing him down as far as what he's going to be able to bring to the table when he gets into the fray here. Okay. Trag is going to take his turn. First, he's going to start by raging. He runs in. He has more than enough movement speed to get into range of the the shield guys, but he's a bit blocked to get to the forearm troll, but that's fine. He is going to swing in against the big guy the, not the, the shield guy to the south. He is going to use reckless attack. And he is going to... Yeah, he's going to hit. That's a dirty 20. He's going to deal 13 bludgeoning damage to this troll. And he invokes his ability as a barbarian. Where as he makes that hit, you see around you several spectral Tauren standing in a group around each of Wellath, uh, Butch, and Trag in a defensive and guardian-like position. He turns and swings his second attack against the other Gurubashi, missing with a nine, but that's fine. And that'll be his entire turn. Drac comes running in Tries to get closer to range with everybody and is going to... Oh, I completely forgot. He's an orc. He can move his... He can use his bonus action to move his movement speed up towards an enemy of his choice. Okay, so I'm going to say that he's going to be perfectly fine being within range at this point. He is going to summon a totem. One lands nearby that starts to pulse with a light green light. That's going to be his bonus action. As an action, because he would have used his bonus action to try to get closer earlier, and I just biffed it. Uh, So on this turn, he gets into position. He uses his bonus action to cast a totem. 
and then he's going to use... Yeah, this is the right move. He's going to use his action to cast a spell on Butch. Butch, you feel... You look around and you can see the attacks coming in from all sides. You can see these allied creatures coming running in and attacking alongside you. You feel like things are kind of going your way, but also kind of not going your way. It could be could go either way. And then suddenly the action starts to slow down. You see that uh, the Taran behind you is wailing on this troll almost in slow motion. You see Wellath leap over your head and land on the other side of the of the forearm troll in like half speed. You are subject to the haste spell from Drac. Oh. You get a little horde symbol above your head. You vaguely in the distance here. And you are hasted. You have a plus two bonus to your armor class. You have a I'll plus two. It. Yeah. That makes it 20. Mm-hmm. You have a plus two bonus on your dexterity saving throws. You gain an additional action on each of your turns that can only be used to attack, making one weapon attack, to dash, to disengage, to hide, to use an uh, object. Any one of those things. So plus two to your armor class, plus two to your deck saves, and one additional attack each turn until it wears off. Okay. You got the bloodlust, son. I got the bloodlust. I got the rage and the bloodlust. And that's going to be his turn. The forearm troll is going to spend half of his movement to stand up. And then, having mostly. He didn't need movement anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Having uh, spent most of his time trying to pummel in against Butch, he's going to continue to try to pummel in against Butch. Uh, Butch, you see these attacks coming in almost in slow motion. You find that it's a lot easier to dodge them. He's going to do one claw attack with a 19, which is going to miss now that you have a higher armor class. Can I cutting words this one? Well, hang on There's to There's no reason. Oh, okay. okay. He does another attack, which is a 25. Yeah, you can cutting words that. That one? Okay. I want to cutting words that one, so I'm going to roll a d8 and try to reduce it down just by two. Okay, so it would still be a 23 to hit. That mm-hmm. would hit. The, call, the claws come swiping in, and they dig through... Butch's chest and rend and all you see is dirt and rock pour out as the earth totem that was summoned takes the damage instead and is destroyed. Drax uh, shaman earth totem. That's amazing. His third attack is a 13 which misses and his fourth attack is a natural one which misses. Butch got out of this (laughs) one clean. (laughs) Yeah but it feels like I lost a tooth. The first time, though. Yeah, the first time. The bruisers that are surrounding this other troll are going to all try to attack. They are nine, natural 20, nine, and nine. It's super weird. Dealing a total of 12 slashing damage against this troll. Oh, shoot. The forearm troll also is going to regenerate 10. I completely forgot on his turn because he hasn't taken fire damage. He is going to start to regain some health. I missed that part. My apologies. You guys are familiar enough with trolls that that's not a surprise. The mage is going to continue to fly in and is going to see that everybody like from Trag and to the left is a basically just a melee guy. But Drac and Ari are over here doing spell things. So as he flies in, he is going to try to drop 
a real quick sudden swarm of just icy shards come flying down out of the sky. The radius is just wide enough to catch Drac and Ari in the in in the sphere. I need Ari, you look up and you see that rock hard ice is just surrounding you and slamming down into the docks and into the water around you and you realize you have to dodge out of the way in order to maybe get out of this clean. Roll me a dex save. I rolled a 15. Okay, and Drag rolled a 13. The save DC is 14. Okay, cool. So, you save. Drac does not. Total damage is going to be 4 bludgeoning and 11 cold. And Ari, that's going to be a total of 15. So you're going to take 7 damage total because you succeeded on your deck save. Uh, Drac is going to take the full 15. And... Hailstones turn the storm's area effect into difficult terrain until the end of your next turn. Okay, cool. So this area is difficult terrain now. Falcus is just up there sitting pretty. You have no idea what I've been doing. I just figured it's it, it's just regular, like you've been doing nothing. I'm sure you'll tell us later on how you, how you've distracted the mage. <laughs> Beginning of their turn, these guys are all going to regain ten hit points. And it was this one who threw a spear out here, I think, right? The beginning of his turn, you're going to see... Damn it, there's nobody in, in line for that. I'm going to waste this ability. The spear comes flying back to his hand, point first, as if it would have speared somebody on the way through if there had been anybody standing there. But, you got, but everybody moved. And as he grabs it, he's going to swing in against... He has the the Tauren Guardians attempting to distract him from his attacks. He's going to attack against Butch with disadvantage with a 13. He's going to attack again against Butch with a 14, realizing that he keeps attacking with disadvantage because the Tauren warrior spirits that are surrounding Trag keep blocking the attacks. He's going to attack against Trag with a natural 20, dealing 11 piercing damage round down to... Uh, five because he's raging. Uh, the other troll is also going to attack against Trag. No, he's going to move forward and attack against Drac. Trag is going to swing around and do a opportunity attack against him, missing, and he's going to go in 17, which hits, dealing 11 damage, 23, which hits, which deals 10 damage. And 25, which hits, which deals 8 damage. Drac is looking really, really bad. He just got slammed super hard by these creatures, by this troll. The last troll is going to do the same thing he's been doing. He's, like, surrounded on all sides by um, these stupid bruiser guys. He hits two of them, dealing 10 damage to one. Actually, no, he's going to attack the same target both times and, and kill this one. Okay. Rolled a 22, an 11, and a 24. So a total of 20 damage against one target that was already in trouble and ends up slaying him. Wellath on his turn, seeing that... So, sorry, who got first blood? Uh, this troll all the way as far away from you guys as can be killed an NPC. Okay. One of the bruisers. So uh, the troll killed a bruiser. That yeah. was first blood, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. 
Ari, those arrows that you were just drawing are through rough terrain, just as a heads up to you. Yep. Wellath is going to do... He's going to summon green fire across his weapon and attack with his green flame blade ability. He rolls a natural one. Wow. That's terrible. And I think when you miss with green flame blade, the secondary attack doesn't land. I don't know. I assume. Doesn't matter. But it's your turn. Okay. So I'm going to continue wailing. And whaler's going to wail. Here we go. And I'm going to uh, roll a 25. Yeah, definitely hits. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for two-handed, that is 11 damage. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to roll again. 18. Yeah, definitely hits. Two-handed, that's seven damage. Okay. And as you're hasted, you do get another attack. I'm going to roll again. (laughs) And that's 17. Wow, I haven't needed to use that bardic inspiration yet. I mean, I could use it to increase the damage done, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm good. So, um, two handed is 10 damage. Okay. Okay. And I'm thinking, do I do quaking palm or do I don't? If I'm looking, you look and you see that this guy is covered head to toe in troll blood. Like he is, he is on his last legs and all four of his last arms. I am not going to use Quaking Palm, and uh, I can't think of a bonus action um, that I want to do right now. Help me out. Does haste do anything else for me? Uh, Armor class and dex saves. That's it. Okay. That concludes my my turn. Okay. Ari, you're up. All right. I am just going to stay here. I'm not going to move. And I'm going to cast a second level chromatic orb at our forearm guy with fire damage. So does a 25 hit. Yes. <laughs> and it is going to do 15 fire damage. Okay. Completely not having expected that all of a sudden this much burst of damage was going to come out from the group of you. You slam this thing with this fire damage. What does it look like when you roast him? I'm assuming his mossy thing is a little bit like flammable. So I'm going to aim for there and it's just going to like encase him and cover him because he decided to wear this cape that looks silly. Okay. Yeah. He immolates and you see (laughs) the look on his face of like absolute surprise that this round went this hard for him this fast. And you see as he tries to turn and fly away from this combat and just like he waited too long. Like he should he should have done it a turn, maybe two turns ago. Uh, But all the all the focus fire was on him. He wasn't expecting it. And he just cooks. He's gone. Is he in the water? Yeah, uh, let's say for flavor's sake and for the fact that the dock is relatively narrow on this map, that he turns and tries to fly away, gets hit by the fire damage, is killed, and falls into the water. And that will be the end of my turn. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, The first bad guy to die was the big bad guy. Yeah, um, 
he had, you can tell by the way he turned to run that he had an escape plan in mind and just waited too long to execute on it. Well, he was stunned for a lot of that. He was stunned for a substantial portion of it, that's true. But also, he took a turn and attacked because he figured, hey, man, what are they going to do? Kill me? Like, you got that sense from him and me. Uh, on their turn, <laughs> the goblins finish reloading their firearms and start shooting in, in again against the troll that's in the background. Hitting once, the three of them shoot. One of them ricochets off of the shield. One of them misses entirely, and one of them lands a hit. It deals seven piercing damage. And Falcus, it is your turn. Okie dokie. Unfortunately, having... I didn't say wasted cataclysm arrows. It was it was a worthy try because I was I was hoping that if one of them would hit, I'd get the frost roll on it, which meant he would drop into the water like an ice cube. Um, mm. But yes, that was the intention. Didn't happen, but that's okay. Um, so feeling like he's probably a little waning on his magical powers right now, I am going to launch an arrow at him. And I'm going to take the minus five for sharpshooter. Okay. There's a 17 hit. Uh, let's see here. Normally, yes. Does he still have anything? He has a lot of spell slots left. Um, I think he's going to start burning high level spell slots to make sure you're not, you're not knocking him out of the air because he's concerned that if you deal enough damage to him, he might lose concentration and fall into the water. He's going to run a second level spell slot to block again with shield. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have taken 22 damage on that one easily. Knowing that he did that, now that I know that I, I see the shield coming up on him, let's launch an arrow at this guy. And I'm going to do... Uh, he's got a shield, though. I am not going to take the minus five, and I'm just going to do... A, I'm going to try that electricity arrow I've been sitting on to see if it actually works and does anything. Okay, great. Roll and see if you hit first. Yep. Ugh, 12. Right, it soars past him, lands in the water, and you see... As, like, the electricity grounds out against the water. Hmm, interesting. Learned something, but sad that it had to go that way. I am done with my turn. What, you, you learned that 12 doesn't hit? <laughs> I learned that the arrow probably would have worked. Because it was still, <laughs> that was that was still hanging out there. And whether uh, the couple of electrical shocks I took putting that gland onto that arrow uh, <laughs> actually would have worked. Um, so I'm going to pull out the little notebook and make a couple little notes, you know, like engineering scientific studies. Like, okay, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll have to fix that one for next time. All right, so on his turn. Is that a bonus action? The notebook writing? Yes. <laughs> uh, Trag is going to back off from where he was standing behind Butch, and he's going to approach this troll who's been attacking his orc buddy this whole time and is absolutely going to just slam into him with his Great Maul. He's going to hit with a 14 is going to miss a... 10 is going to miss after I hit, after I hit, when I hit, when I hit, all my stuff is on when I hit. Great. So I just miss. I come walking in and start doing nothing. That's a fun turn. Drac, he is going to try to, 
Hmm. He's going to take the disengage action, and he's going to back away, only able to move 15 feet because of the ice and hail that's like in, like penetrating the dock wood and is going to... What's the range on chain on mass healing word? 60 feet up to six creatures of my choice that I can see within range. All right, he's going to drop another mass healing word, his last third level spell slot on... Wellath is in range. Okay, great. On everybody that is Wellath, Butch, Trag, Ari, and himself. Eight healing to all of those targets. Nice. And that is his turn. The forearm troll is down. The bruisers are still all attacking this troll that's way off on the side like this. The mage is flying away. The mage takes his entire movement uh, and action. He moves 60 feet flying, so 120 feet away from the dock area. He is still within Falcus's range, but outside of that, he is hauling it away. Uh, the trolls on their turn each gain 10 hit points. And they are going to start trying to... The one on the docks that's between... That's near Butch and Wellath is going to turn to attack against Wellath because he saw that the fire was ignited on the the, the blades and s- decides that that's the threat. He's going to put two spear attacks into Wellath. A 13 and a 10 are both going to miss. And then he is going to... Who's the f- uh, he's going to throw his spear at Trag. A 26 would hit. He's going to deal 8 piercing damage, reduced down to 4 because of the rage. This troll is going to... I think he's going to follow Drac into the, the Ice Storm. Oh, which the Ice Storm would be done because now that the mage has finished his turn, the Ice Storm dissolves. So he follows him this way. Trag is able to take an opportunity to attack against him. But a 14 would miss. The troll attacks with spear. A 20 hits, dealing 10. A 10 misses. And an 11 misses. All right. And the last one, who is still fighting all these goblins up in the north section, is just going to attack three times against one target. Of those, two are going to hit, dealing a total of 19 damage. What? To whom? To a, a bruiser. Like, oh, there's, okay. like, okay. surrounding you guys, there's, like, trolls that you guys are attacking. There's another one that's off fighting a bunch of guards. In the distance, yeah. you can hear the yelling and shouting of fighting that's happening across the town. And all the way up in the entrance area, you can hear that something is starting, like, the fighting is starting to die down in that area. On his turn, knowing that the fire is going to be important, he has two fury. He's going to do green flame blade again actually hitting this time he's going to deal six piercing and eight fire damage and the troll has taken fire so he's not going to be able to regenerate butch it is your turn okay now that i got the big guy down or ari did anyway i turn and look at this uh garabashi troll that is much lesser than forearm troll and i say you're next pick up brand new priest slayer attack one is a 22 yeah that'll hit that's uh seven damage attack okay. two is not okay just a second 
the inspiration is that is that a d8 or d6 d8 I am going to roll one d8 I don't I didn't pay attention and I don't know what this guy's AC is at all I think they're 17. So you would have 17, to get an 8. But the forearm troll was a 15. These guys are wearing shields. Yeah, the bruisers up top have been hitting with, like, have been missing with 15s and 16s. And they might have missed with a 17. So I'm thinking it might be 18. Um, I gotta try. I'm gonna roll d d8. <laughs> 7. So does a 16 hit? No, it just barely misses. <laughs> okay. Um, almost. Okay, that was the second one. Okay, so for my extra hit, I'll roll 15. I should have waited for that one to use the inspiration. So I missed him. You're swiping and swiping and swiping. You don't quite land. And I'm not going to use any movement, but uh, I am going to yell and quit, quit dancing. You're just making it last longer. And that concludes my turn. All right, it is Ari's turn. Okay, so I am going to move within range of this troll. Yeah. And then I'm going to use a second level Cure Wounds on Drac. Okay. So he is going to get 12 healing. Okay, perfect. And then that is about all I can do. So that's what we're doing. Okay, cool. The Booty Bay Loose Cannons are spending their turn reloading. Falcus, you can see that the tide of the battle has turned now that the forearm troll is down. You see that there is one Gurubashi who is, like, recovering from being on fire. There are two other Gurubashis who are doing fine. And the mage is hauling ass out of here. He is still within your line of, sh- uh, line of sight, but if he moves... A full another round. He's going to have enough distance to go around the outside edge of the cliffside that blocks Booty Bay, and you're going to lose him. Okay. Again, sad. I don't have Seeking Arrow yet. Um, that's okay. I am going to attempt to take... I'm going to take the negative uh, five penalty, and I'm going to launch another arrow at him at his back as he's running away. Does a 22 hit. Yes, no matter what he does, he cannot block, uh, even with shield, uh, a 22. It is 16 piercing damage. Okay. Firing another arrow. Let's take another minus... Is it once per turn? No. Okay, take another minus five. Ugh, 12. Yeah, no, the 12 misses. Let's go ahead and see if this guy's swimming. (laughs) Okay, you shoot him, it lands, and you see that his flight stutters and then stops. He falls down and crashes into the water. You hit him hard enough to interrupt his concentration. Awesome. Um, Hopefully some bruisers will be waiting for him just outside uh, of Booty Bay, ready to pick him up off off the shore, because he's not going to be swimming for too long, I think. And he's down in the water now, which is probably going to make him equivalent of prone at disadvantage on a shot, right? Yeah, you're going to have a hard time shooting him in the water at this point. No, he's at surface level. I feel like yeah, it's more probably. like prone. Yeah, that's I I would it would be very difficult to hit a target in at water surface level. Um at that point I'm just going to have to let him go. 
It's nothing I can do about it except for to, um, I'm gonna, if this is, well, we're still in combat, right? I can't yell at anybody. Would that be an action? Uh, in order to be heard, you would probably have to use message because you are on the other side of town. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, and message is an action, isn't it? Yeah. All right. You've been pretty effective to... up there. Oh, you think so now? You actually think I was pretty effective? No, no. I, Summer thinks you, you're <laughs> effective. Butch ain't else. seen nothing. Yeah, Butch ain't seen nothing. It's like the ogres. It's like, well, uh, nobody sees what I do in the shadows. Which <laughs> sounds dirty, but that's okay. <laughs> I thought no, it I sounded roguish. Actually, I thought it sounded... <laughs> Yeah, only you made it dirty. (laughs) Nobody sees what I do in the shadows. Now it's dirty when you say it, and I don't like it. Um, Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to end my turn here and probably wait till next round to uh, message someone. Okay, cool. In that case, Trag is going to continue to try to get at this Gurubashi guy who's been given a hard time to his healer. He's going to... Attack recklessly, missing with an eight, and then missing with a 12. What happened? I was rolling so hot, and now I'm rolling so not. Aww. On his turn, Drac is going to drop a fire totem. Yeah, we thought we were hitting Zolgarub today. Zolgarub's hitting us. He's going to drop, Drac is going to drop a fire totem nearby, and you're going to see as he backs away... No, he's not going to back... Yeah, he's going to take his action to disengage from here. And he's going to try to get behind Ari. And you see that as he moves away, he moves just far enough out of range that when the little fire totem shoots the Gurubashi with fire, that he's not, like, in line with that attack. Oh my god! Fire totem's doing dirty work. Uh, deals seven fire damage to roll a twenty. The fire yeah. totem. Fire totem roll twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, man. He has the the totems have. If the totems attack, they have a they have hit points equal to the shaman's spellcasting modifier. They have AC of ten plus the shaman's spellcasting modifier, which is actually probably pretty high. I should probably change that to like eight plus the shaman's spellcasting modifier. Uh, if the totem has an effect that occurs once per round, the effect occurs at the beginning of the shaman's turn. The specific totem can be shamaned one time and then recharges at the end of a short rest. Wait, where's his attack bonus? Yeah, oh, there's using be your a spell attack modifier. Okay, it's because the sh- it's because the shaman has a spell attack modifier. That's the reason. So it's that's the reason. Cool, pretty neat. Does it buff me at all? It does not buff you at all, but it does deal fire damage to the uh, creature that it attacks. In Cataclysm, fire, fire thing buffed everybody. Uh, well, there's different totems that do different things. Well, the f- I was definitely about to start a well, actually. Uh, well, actually, I, fire that, totem uh, I think that you're pretty sure that, uh, you know. That, uh, that the particular one that you're using, um, it gave a buff, a, a slight haste buff in Cataclysm. And all the buffs were taken away from all the totems to make totems easier. <laughs> Okay. What's going on? What's going on is I just skipped to the Gurubashi. Tr- I didn't skip anything. I jumped to the next turn, which was the Bruisers, and I attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dealt 
some small damage to the troll that's up north who's being harried by all these bruisers, but really the main action is down south. The other two trolls, when it came to be their turn, they did not regenerate any health because they had taken fire damage recently. And this one is going to turn and try to attack against the demon hunter. And he's going to miss three times. He, is, he attacks three times with his spear and always misses. The other one is now surrounded by Trag and Ari. He's going to decide that Ari is really the bigger threat. Um, and he's going to try to get you. 14, natural one, and 15, all of which I think we're going to miss. miss. Yes. I'm rolling publicly. I don't know what to tell you. And then... We're up to well yeah, top of the round. He is going to see that the fire damage did prevent the uh, healing. However, the last time he attacked, it was with a weapon attack. He did land the attack. It did generate one additional fury for him. So he is going to leap into the air. Wings are going to explode out from his back. His whole body is going to glow bright purple and green. And he is going to blast uh, fell magical fire energy out from his eyeballs. He is going to spend his three fury that he's built up over the course of his attack actions. And he is going to deal 3d6 fire damage to any creature in line 15 feet by 5 feet if they fail a dexterity saving throw. So let's go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Seven. Okay, cool. So he is going to deal... 3d6 fire damage, 9 fire damage to the Gurubashi troll right there. Put the fire token on him so we know not to heal next turn. Not an ideal single target ability, but if you had people lined up, not bad. Butch, on your turn, what do you do? I'm going to try to kill this troll right next to me. Oh, this troll? Yeah, that troll. This one here? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. 13 is not going to hit. No. Um, 17 hits. 17 barely. does hit. Go ahead and roll okay. the damage on that. Uh, 11. Okay. As uh, soon as he is hit, he's going to do the thing that I kept forgetting to do this whole time. You see his shield shine with a big, special, golden kind of a light and a force wave of force shoots out from it and you are pushed 15 feet away. What? Which actually, it's funny. You're knocked off your feet. You go flying backwards and you land on the dock across the water. You're so nice. Okay, well, I'm going to use my movement um, to get right back to him. <laughs> I mean, 15 feet diagonally goes across the water, but it takes like 35 feet to uh, get back to him, which, you know, my uh, running speed, and it's probably even more now with haste, um, but it, I don't need it. Actually, wait, I think it might be. I think it is, yeah. Um, haste? Movement yeah, you speed get, is you, doubled. Yeah, that's the first part of the spell. I didn't even read it. Yeah, um, I don't need it, but uh, yeah. So um, I'm going to just come running back at this same guy. And uh, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I could get to the other troll if I wanted to and just let well off. But well you off have 140,000 miles an hour movement speed. You can go wherever you want. 
Yeah. I mean, I think Wellath could finish this guy off, but we've got Trag and Ari and Drock on the other one, and then we've got the Bruisers on the third one. Oh, by the way, that that third one is barely... They've been wailing on him, and he, he's, he's still like almost full yeah. health. No fire damage um, over there. They killed the one with the torch. It's just laying on the ground. Yeah, this is you know, you know your, your your Star Wars battle scenario in in three parts, you know. So I don't even know what's going on with the Ewoks, uh, but uh, so I I'm gonna go back to where I was instead of going to where Trag is. Um, I'm gonna join Wellath, and gonna wait a minute. You know what I didn't do? Rage. No, no, you raged. It's fine. What'd you didn't do? do you... What'd you didn't do? The rage oh, aura. Oh, that's right. The rage aura. <laughs> Wellath should have been attacking with advantage this whole time. I'll tell you what. This whole let's time. just say, let's just say, because Wellath has been awesome about landing his attacks, okay? He's just nothing but awesome, good hits. Let's say that this guy took an extra five damage over the course of you definitely giving him that power. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> you get is that. Is Trag raging too then? Trag is raging as well. However, okay, Trag's rage does not have the same effect that Butch's does. He's a different Dang. kind okay. of barbarian. Different kind. Uh, that's because of the uh, wolf spell? Uh, wolf uh, totem? Wolf or aura? Whatever I, I chose? Yeah. That, that I get that. Butch is a path of the totem warrior. Trag is not. Right. So I've got one more hit, and I just, I'm just daring. Uh, by the way, did that 11 damage take? Yeah, I did that. To the troll? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that's a nice trick. And I roll a nine. Yeah, nope. Uh, right into the wood of the shield, and he sort of chuckles at you and shows you his teeth. All right. I am not going to do a bo- any bonus action. Okay. Ari, you're up. I am going to go ahead and cast a first level chromatic orb. Fire damage on the one that is closest to me and Trag. Okay, is that a ranged... Real quick. Is that a ranged spell attack? It just says uh, range is 90 feet. It doesn't say that it's a range attack. Mm. It It is definitely a spell attack. If it's... It says within range. I have to... Okay. Yeah, if it doesn't specify, if it doesn't specifically say the words "ranged spell attack," then I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, I don't see anything. It just says duration is instantaneous. I hurl a four-inch diameter spear of energy to a creature within range. You choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder for the type, and then a ranged spell attack is made. Okay, that being the case, this would be with disadvantage because he is within okay. melee range of you. So we will roll it again. Unless you wanted to back away, if you backed that away, would give him with- opportunity. Right. We're just gonna roll it again for a natural twenty. So the twenty-seven is still the the one that's disadvantaged. Okay, groovy. And so eleven damage fire. All right, he takes eleven fire damage. Uh, there is a token on roll twenty that looks like three leaves, but it also kind of looks like fire. So I'm putting that on there to remind me that those ones have taken fire damage. When it comes to be their turn again, they're not going to heal. Remembering. 
You do anything else and on your turn? And that'll be it. That'll be all I do. Okay, cool. You summon a fiery baseball in your hand, and instead of throwing it, you just sort of force it into his dumb face. He ignites on fire, and he's not happy about it. On their turns, they... I think the loose cannons at this point, it is... Did they attack last turn or not? It's a reload turn. This is a reload turn? Okay. They are reloading. Falcus, on your turn, you... Do what? (laughs) So I'm thinking about this, trying to figure out what to do next. Looking at my Cloak of the Bat, I could potentially cast the Polymorph spell on myself as long as I'm in dark or dim light. But once I'm polymorphed, I'm polymorphed, which means once I go out into light, it doesn't turn off like the fly speed does. Right. So you have to actually be in darkness or dim light to do the spell. But once the spell is done, yes, you're correct. Okay. What I'd like to do is find the closest shadowed area. I would like to cast polymorph on myself, and I am going after that mage. With as much fly speed as I can get, he's swimming now, so I'm assuming he's at half speed. And I'd like to be, because I'm I'm hoping that he's going to have to pull himself out onto shore at some point in time, and I'm going to be standing there waiting with some ropes to capture him. That is what I want to do. This is a wonderful plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm terrified that you're not going to be fast enough. Would you go ahead and look up for me the movement speed of a bat, please? The movement speed of a bat is flight of 30 feet. So at my dash, I can do 60 a turn. And he's swimming at half. <sighs> okay. Um, let's think about this for a moment. You were about 200 feet from the dock, and he was about 200 feet out at the beginning of the thing. He had to fly in. He tried to fly back out again. You knocked him into the water. So let's say he has about 100 feet to swim in order to get to the Other side shore. of the rocks, right? right? He would have to go around And I can fly as the crow flies straight across the bay or right around the rocks. Probably not over. They're pretty tall. But I'm just thinking that I can at least meet him right where he's getting out on shore. Right. So if you leap off of the mast that you're standing on and duck into the uh, sleeping quarters area, you would still be in bright light, I think, technically, because that would be a lit space. But it would be indoors, and that's a good start. One of the nearby bedrooms, probably if you ducked into there, you would be in a dark enough space to get the transformation off. So then you will have used your movement to move. Your action to transform, I think, is the way that the ability works. Yes, and then so I would have... Oh, yes, I wouldn't have an action to move again. I would be a bat sitting in a room. Okay, so if you chose to be a... You're doing the math. You, like... We, you draw your bowstring, you are looking down the shaft of your arrow at enemies, and you beautiful mind yourself into <laughs> running into a room, transforming into a bat, and then maybe starting in about six seconds, you go to flying out across the bay toward where you believe this nerd might make landfall. You might be able to catch up to him. You'd have to fly over the mountaintop to do it. You'd have to fly at 60 feet around to do it. And you'd have to hope that they stay in the water the whole time. But you would you would fly faster than they would swim there. If they flew, you'd be SOL. 
Correct, right. If they were to cast their fly spell again and get up into the air out of the water, yes. What if I action surged and got an additional action on my turn and using that for a dash and get a little bit more speed with that guarantee that I actually catch up to him? It wouldn't guarantee anything. No matter what happens, if the mage flies, you're, you can't do it. If you chose to use your action surge, you would get a head start on flying out there. But then the question is, it's the, it's the same question one way or the other. Does, does the mage fly away? Okay. I want to do it. Just because most of my turn so far has been fire an arrow, fire another arrow. Let's make this interesting. And we are going to do exactly beautiful minded it and drop down into a room real quick, get it to the dark space, turn into, you know, nobody knows what I do in the shadows, um, turn myself into a bat and use an action surge and start taking off at like a bat out of booty bay towards this uh, <laughs> uh, mage. All right. Like a bat out of booty bay. What does it look like? You've never done this before. What What does it look like from an outside observer when Falkus transforms into a bat using the cloak of the bat? I'm going to say that I take the cloak. It swirls around me and turns into a bunch of swirling shadows and then all of a sudden it's a bat. Great. Perfect. You go flying out and you're on your way. Cool. That is Fulgus's turn. I, I do not want this mage to escape. That is my goal. All right. On his turn, Trag is going to do the barbarian thing where he does a reckless great mall man. 25 is going to hit. Now it's time to have some fun because I'm going to remember to do a Trag thing. He swings in. He deals the 13 bludgeoning damage from rolling a 25 on his attack roll. So let's start with that. Then he's going to use an ability that he has whereby once per turn when he hits a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, he can move it five feet into an unoccupied space, providing the target is not more than one size larger than he is. Trolls are large, Trag is medium, but that is no more than one size larger. He boops him. Troll goes slipping a little bit into the water and falls down and lands in, let's say because of the map, I'm going to slide him to here, but he's like just comes running in and splash, like slams him in the side and makes him fly off the side of the thing and lands in the water. He is then going to... Oh, and because he did a hit against this man, the other effect that Trag imposes goes on him. So that's great. You see that the Tarn warriors appear again around Ari and Drak as Trag runs away from all of that and deals his second attack against the Gurubashi that Butch and Wellath are working on. So he's going to do the weapon swing with a 24, which will hit. It's going to be 14 bludgeoning damages. And let's say that he uses a bonus action uh, immediately after hitting a creature with a melee attack as part of the attack action on his turn. He'll use a bonus action to shove the target with his horns. The target must be no more than one size larger and within five feet unless it succeeds on a strength save. Man, he pushes everybody around everywhere. This character is great. I should play this. Uh, strength save. 
Nah, never mind. The Gurubashi resists. He comes in, slams him with the hammer, deals the damage, gushes in with the horns, but uh, the Gurubashi is able to grab Trag by the points on his face. You what? could say that he grabs the bull by the horns and oh. makes it so that he doesn't knock him prone. Drac on his turn, the first thing that happens is no, that, going to the other troll. <laughs> we got uh, a little side swipe. Yeah, we're going to have, well, this is, <laughs> yeah, well, no, Drac's, a, Drac's an orc. First of all, the first thing that happens is the totem effect starts at the beginning of the shaman's turn. Okay, cool. So the searing totem is going to attack. Actually, he's going to direct the searing totem to attack the other troll because this one that Ari is fighting is already fire damaged. So he's going to do a searing totem attack. Holy cats, natural 20. The searing totem is on fire today. He's going to deal nine damage to the other troll. He's going to do the fire effect. So now all three of the trolls cannot regenerate health on this turn. That's pretty solid. And then on his action, he's going to do a spell. We're already hasting. We're already concentrating. Oh my God, I completely forgot. We're concentrating. Oh, we're concentrating. Butch, how you feeling right now, man? We got to roll like, I'm going to say three constitution saving throws, and I'm going to set the DC at like, uh, no, it'll be 10, because I don't think any of these attacks have done more than 20, none of these attacks have done more than 20 damage. So let's do- What are you talking about? So Drac has been concentrating on your haste effect this whole time, and I completely oh. forgot that he's been stabbed a number of times. And as we learned in a previous game session, I don't know if you guys remember, but you can be stabbed a lot of times and not die. But right. that doesn't change the fact that you can be stabbed a lot of times and lose concentration. So let's go That's ahead right. and roll. I'm going to say three con saves for Drac. Let's do... He's proficient in wisdom and charisma, so that's not going to help for the con saves. 11, which passes. 4, which fails. Okay, so... I'm so sorry, Butch. Your haste is going to fall off. At some point over the course of this encounter, you should have lost your haste effect. Not a problem, though. Not a problem, though. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because what's going to happen is Drac is going to walk up five feet. And now, between the troll that's in the water and the troll that's on the dock next to you, he has a straight line shot. And he's going to do an Amanda special which is the first time I ever watched her play D&D. She fell out from the sky in a meteor <laughs> and shot a lightning bolt at a man. So <laughs> we're doing that. We're going to shoot a lightning bolt. I don't have any more third level spell slots. I don't have any more third level spell slots. I could use a fourth level spell slot, but that would be it for my fourth levels. Is it worth it? Is he going to need any more fourth level spell slots today? Huh. <sighs> It's a fun juggling act. I'm doing that too. Yeah. He was going to do that. I think it makes, if we're going to go, there's a chance, depending on how this war goes, that we're going to Zulgarub today. Right. And if we go to Zulgarub today, he's got to keep this fourth level spell. He has to do it. He's not going to do it. He's going to have to instead do, he's just going to do a firebolt. He's just going to do a firebolt against the troll that you get that y'all guys you you melee fellers are attacking that's it's it's the right move within 18 just barely beating that armor class he's gonna deal eight fire damage nice to my buddy out there 
the Gurubashi trolls on their turn are not able to regenerate any hit points because they were all attacked by fire damage mm -hmm. at some point in the last round. On his turn, he is going to... Knowing that, like, he's he's panicked. He's got two hit points left. He needs to get out of here. He's going to take the disengage action. He's going to dive into the water and try to swim away. He's able to make it to, like, here, under the dock. He jumps into the water and he swims. He's, like, under and trying to swim away because he's got nowhere else to run. Like, you had him on, like, a bad place. Seeing him run away... You see that these other two guys who are are thinking, all right, no, things are fine. We're attacking these nerds. Like we were ordered to come here. Everything's cool. And they look around and realize the boss is down completely. His backup swimming away for his life, leading leaving a trail of blood like through the ocean, trying to get away from here. That probably stings. And <laughs> these guys are looking around going, oh, actually things are doing much worse than we thought. So they are going to both book it actually i think they're both going to take and haul and run toward the entrance to booty bay like the up the ramp and out through the main tunnel they're able to move a grand total of what's their movement speed i think it's 30 it's 30 okay they are going to they're at high enough health that they're not going to worry about disengaging so they're just going to run this one's going to run right past ari and he's going to run a full 60 feet. The other one is going to do the same thing and run a full 60 feet away. Ari and the two bruisers are going to get opportunity attacks if they choose to take them. Sweet. I will take one. I will do a a worgen bite. So yeah, bite him. 24. Yeah, hits. Four piercing damage. Yeah. I'm going to take four of those hit points too. Okay. Okay. So that's all. Is that uh, blood in the water going to attract any sharks to the one guy? Probably. He has two hit points. I wouldn't be worried about him all that much, I don't think. In fact, I think the burn from the salt water might get him, but it depends on how long it takes for him to swim to shore. So let's go ahead and do some skips. Uh, they're not taking a turn. Wellath, seeing this guy swim under the bridge area, is going to be like, no, I can I can still get you in the, in the water, but... He's going to take a step. He's going to leap down. He's going to... Whoop, I'm moving the wrong token. That's all fine. He's going to take a step. He's going to leap down. He's going to attack twice with his short swords. Really quick. Uh, Summer, I feel like you would be the person to ask. Okay, underwater combat. I know you're an expert. <laughs> disadvantage. No, can... If you don't have a swim speed, disadvantage on weapon attacks unless they are like crossbows, short swords, and tridents and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you need, like, javelins and stuff. Um, a trident works. He doesn't have a trident. He has a short sword. There's two short swords. But I think short swords is on the list. I Usually underwater attacks, you want um, something ranged, like a trident, which he doesn't have. But if you're I don't, if you're within melee range, I don't think there's a, any problem. Yeah, I'm looking at it With a melee now. weapon. Okay, when making a melee attack underwater, a creature that does not have an innate swimming speed either natural or granted by magic, uh, has disadvantage on the attack roll. Oh, here it is. Unless the weapon is a dagger, javelin, sword, sword, spear, or trident. I guess because Not those axe. are like... I guess because axes are strength weapons and you have to like cut through the water. Okay. But those things are pointy, stabby 
finesse kind of deals where the strength of the blow doesn't matter. It's where you aim it that counts, I guess, is the reason. Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Underwater rules. We'll figure it out later when we do an underwater dungeon. Uh, Wellf is going to attack twice normally. Oh, no. He shouldn't do that. He should do fire. Doesn't matter. He's going to attack twice normally. Dealing a ton of piercing damage, knocking this guy unconscious, putting him at zero, but he hasn't taken fire damage. Uh, as soon as he does the attacks, he realizes his mistake and goes, uh, hey, uh, if anybody's got fire damage right now on this would be great. And that's going to be the end of his turn. Butch, trolls trolls be fleeing. Um, I don't have fire damage, so there's only one thing I can think to do. And I don't have, like, a rapier. <laughs> or I take a Priest Slayer 2.0, put it above my head, scream, and do a flying leap into the water, and chop off the arm of the four-armed goblet of a troll that has the golden thing on it. And th- that's my attack is uh, <laughs> taking taking his like fo- forearm off. Great. <laughs> Good. So his slap bracelet. Do when you all right. If you do if you if you murder a man and he's in the water, he's in salt water. He's probably floaty, right? I don't you are know more buoyant in salt water than you in regular water. water. It's true. I'm going to say so fine. You wouldn't sink yet. Yeah. He's close enough to shore. Would it be lapping him to shore? Yeah. Like he's. It's been seconds. Floating like this. You know. It's been it's seconds. You, you leap down. You do a swing. It's fine. He's not unconscious. He did. Um, and then slice right off of it with your plus one magical weapon that you swing. Takes it right down. And you've got. You can add to your inventory the large forearm of a four-armed giant. <laughs> Did I get the four? <laughs> yeah, you got the right one. Actually, no. Roll a d4. <laughs> no, I'm definitely aiming for... Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. okay. Roll a d4 with advantage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, There's one. Yeah, all right. The four was the one you needed. Okay, it's fine. I rolled Perfect. Four. It's fine. Uh, yeah, you got the you got the gold spangly one. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm adding to my no. I'm not saying this is no, mine because it might make. You don't have to keep the arm if you don't want to, but you can get the no. you can get the bangle off of it. That's fine. Okay, I'm gonna get the bangle off. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on. I'm not expecting it to do anything or, uh, it, it, uh, but I'm gonna put it on. Okay, it's way Done. too big for you, for a moment, and then it shrinks down to not be too big for you. Oh, it's like it's like the One Ring. Wow. Well, it's like your boots. It's, it's like my boots. Yeah, it's more like your boots in that it's not going to cause you to, uh, I'm going to say, befriend 13 dwarves and walk to a mountain by yourself. <laughs> you might. I don't know if I don't know how you you'd probably get along great with dwarves, actually, now that I think of it. But uh, uh, yeah, I just saw a shiny. And yeah, so I'm in the water uh, fishing for gold. <laughs> All right, you're in the you're in a, you're in a literal pirate bay, and you're scavenging <laughs> for gold. Ari, you just watched um, a troll and Wellath and Butch dive into the ocean. What are you doing? 
So I'm going to use my ability to move 60 feet, which will put me, like, in between them. Can I see the troll from up here? Yeah, for sure. You okay, can see um, that I'm he gonna has cast... gashes and scrapes and all kinds of stuff in him that are still slowly closing, even though he is unconscious. Since he's unconscious, do I get advantage on anything? Let's say yes. Okay. First level chromatic orb, because I don't feel like I need to do a lot. I rolled a 16, and then I rolled a natural 20. All right. I'm not, I'm not, this is, this is something someone says when they're taunting somebody, but I don't mean it that way. I mean it sincerely. <laughs> do your worst. Do my worst? Do your worst. Oh, I'm going to take my little, like, David Bowie orb of fire, and I'm going to just, like, I'm focusing on this, because we'll ask who I have a connection with because we have similar paths, said that this needed fire damage. And so I'm focused. And then like, it hits the the floaty. I don't know if he's floating when he's unconscious, but right right in the middle of the chest, just whoomph. Yeah, you got him. You got him. He burns. The water around him steams and sizzles. Wellath does this weird thing where he tries to climb up on top of the troll like Jack on the door and kind of uses it as leverage to leap up toward the dock. He, you know what? Why not? Let's do a dex check for that. Does he do it okay? 13, uh, I could have been more impressive than that. He catches the bottom, like, and has to haul himself up. He's not able to... A real man would have leaped and landed, but he didn't do that. He grabbed and pulled himself up. It's fine. He got up out of here. He's, has, he's a little wet, but he's okay. Uh, Butch is still down in the water. Water? Butch, getting un- uncomfortably hot. This troll have a tinkle? No, it's fireball. Okay, we're going to climb up out of here. Everything's, everything's going to be okay. Because <laughs> it was right next to me. Yeah, fireball came right down in, into it. You guys glance up toward the entrance of Booty Bay and you can see that there is one more troll who is, no, excuse me, two more trolls who are still like the one who maybe have lost his spear. I'm not sure if they did or not. Recalls it back to him. It comes flying up. It grabs him in his hand. He comes like they're running up. They're bashing like people with their shields on their way out and they're trying to get out through the foot entrance. Um, and then as you glance up, it's the weirdest thing. It's early in the morning. This is unusual. A bat just goes flying overhead. <laughs> as, as I guess there's just day bats now. Are, uh, and it, it's flying. Day bat. Ah. Yep, perfect. Uh, let's go ahead, Falcus. Roll me a perception check using the bat's perception score is it going to be with disadvantage because i'm still wow fantastic question i don't know how that works so no let's say the bat's not tired i don't know you turned into a you you were a tired elf and you turned into a bat that was fine okay uh passive perception is 11 how do i roll that so perception is No, no 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 perception is a all right so go to the bats go to the bats jams does the bat mm-hmm. state that it has any bonuses to its perception checks? No. Just blind sight, 60 feet, passive perception, 11, echolocation, and keen hearing. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I've got I've got advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing. That's the only one I have. Okay. I mean, I'm looking for splashing in the direction of where that guy went. Right, 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 right. So let's say that... Okay, let's let's do it this way. You are watching and listening 
it's daytime. You're having a hard time because you're a bat. Your elf form was exhausted. But you're doing fine and you listen carefully. You're going to roll... What's the bat's wisdom score? A plus one. Twelve. Plus one. Okay, roll a d20 plus one at advantage because you're listening. The advantage roll is an 18. All right. Okay, so I rolled a stealth check for the for the mage as it's splish splashing through the water. You look down now and see you gather what's the bat's intelligence score? Um, actually, no, I retain everything of my own. You're not a druid. Polymer sure? spell. Hang on. Druids in their wild shape retain their mental stats. Polymorph does not let you do that. While wearing the cloak in the area of damage on the light, uh, you cast your polymorph spell, spell transforming into a bat. While you are in the form of the bat, you retain your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores. Oh, shoot. All right, you're just this world's smartest bat. That's fine, then. You gather... <laughs> with your very high elf intelligence that when the mage was shot and landed in the water and started to swim away and the sounds of combat got quieter in the distance as it swam, it recognized that it was out of danger and chose not to waste the spell slot. So you are able to get out to the shoreline ahead of this mage who's a having a hard time swimming in mage robes and uh, what would you like to do are you like landing on shore and turning into an elf what are you doing alright so if I know that I'm ahead of him uh, of this mage male or female don't know which uh, I'm ahead of this mage what I would like to do is to land kind of behind some bushes transform back to myself I want to throw my pile of rope down on the ground and I want to be just out of sight with an arrow knocked in my bow for the moment he comes out of the water to be like, stop right where you are. And I'm going to basically force him to tie himself up and then take him back to Booty Bay. That is what I want to do. Stop it. Okay. So, as he approaches, he... Like, swims up to shore, wrings out his sleeves and his dress a little bit, starts to walk up the beach, washes the salt water off of his face, looks up and sees you standing there, bow ready, arrow pointed at his face. You tell him to do this. Roll an intimidation check with disadvantage because of your exhaustion. Four. Okay. What does he do? A couple of ways out of this. Does my knocked arrow mar- uh, count as a ready to action? Let's say yes. What are what are you? I presume you're going to shoot him. What's the triggering event for shooting him? An offensive spell. All right. He holds up his hands and says, "Wouldn't you feel safer if you had backup?" Go get some backup and casts a suggestion at you. Snap. You can, there are verbal and material components to suggestion. So it's not that he waved his hands in front and did like magical hand motions, but. 
Uh, is that considered a charmed a charm spell? Let's see. You suggest a course of act, yeah, uh, limited to a sentence or two, and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Creatures that cannot be charmed are immune. Can you be charmed? I have advantage on saving throws against being charmed due to fey ancestry. Perfect. Go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw with advantage for that. An 18. The DC was 14. I'm going to shake my head a little bit and go, no. Put those ropes on now. Okay. Um, Having seen that you didn't take the suggestion, he's going to sigh. He's going to walk up to the ropes. And he's going to cast his cyanide pill. Cast greater invisibility and disappear from sight. Um, do I have enough time to run up where the rope was and um, cast uh, Arcane Torrent? Let's see. Um, I would say roll a perception check with disadvantage. Ouch. Uh, the perception check is an eight. The disadvantage one. All right. Uh, being invisible, he gets advantage on his stealth checks. 16. Um, you go running up, hoping that you're going to be able to tell where he is so that when you cast Arcane Torrent on him, you're going to be able to deal with this new invisibility. And you realize that you've got no clue where he is. You Obviously, he wouldn't be where he was. And you reach out and touch, and there's nobody there. And he's you're like, oh, he must have moved. But you don't know what direction he moved in. Well, darn. This was a battle of wits, and he won this one. In the back of my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling some dirty tricks from Butch. And uh, I'm going <laughs> to pick up a handful of sand and throw it in a circle. Like, just a big old arc where I knew he would have been. Obviously, he would have been moving away from me. I'm going to consider this to be an attack roll with an improvised weapon. I don't think that you are proficient with improvised weapons, so I'm just going to say roll a d20, add your dexterity modifier. And because he is invisible, attack rolls against him have disadvantage. That's uh, going to be a seven. That was a good idea. It was a I great had. idea. Sand sprays out from you in various different directions. No apparent effect. You managed to cook two more, three more, something like that, of his two two more of his spells, but you have no clue where he is. Well, poop. You know, it's one of those 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 depressing walks away from a situation like this where you know that they won. And there's not much you can do about it. Um, So I'm just going to back away from the situation a little bit with my my arrow still knocked, um, or or rather re-knock my arrow because I had picked up some sand, and just keeping an eye on... Well, actually, um, is there any movement in the uh, tree line? Like the grass and stuff like that, as I'm assuming he's going to start to run into the forest? No, not on this perception versus stealth. You don't see anything. Nothing okay. Nothing jumps out at you as being abnormal. All right, I'm just going to slowly back away from, from the area um, while still looking in that direction because um, I'm you know, half expecting maybe a spell to come flying at me or something along those lines. And I'm going to head back to Booty Bay. Uh, 
and hopefully not encounter the two trolls leaving. Okay. Go ahead and roll a deck save for me real quick. 13. Okay. Um, it's easy enough to do. You're walking backwards back toward town and your heel hits something that makes you stop moving and turn and look back. If you had kept moving and rolled lower, you would have tripped over the body of a booty bay bruiser laying near the entrance to the town. You glance in and you see that there are a lot of bodies here. I'm going to start checking bodies and see if there's anybody who uh, survived and if if, if any of them are still alive to try to stabilize them. Go ahead and roll a medicine check for me. Ugh, 12. Nobody's moving. And at glance, nobody's breathing. The few people who you check appear to not be wounded, but they're not alive. But it's not clear what killed them. They're just lying here. Can I sense any magic? I mean... I don't know that you have an ability to sense magic. What I will tell you is that you know there was some sort of magical effect here. You saw some sort of like weird shockwave thing come off of the entrance area. Oh, okay. I, I guess I was thinking more along the lines of their their current status as being. Um, oh, um, you don't see the, anything like that. Yeah, I was just thinking that their current status was was being inflicted upon them by a current magic ability that could be dispelled. But okay, um, I'm just gonna. Uh, carefully step around the bodies, unfortunately, and make my way back into Booty Bay. Okay. As you go, like, more than two, there were a couple of other trolls that were starting to retreat. Several trolls come running past you. Um, one of them tries to shield check you, but the rest are like, no, we're we're haul- we're we're leaving as they run out. I'm going to toss a handful of... <laughs> Ball bearings as they run past me. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and do some. I, what is it? A dex check? Really? <laughs> uh, DC 10, 10 dexterity saving throw or fall prone. Okay. Unless they decide to uh, move at half speed through it. You see the two that were on the docks that you were fighting, and another one that was in a different part of town go running past. One of them slips and falls, and it's like the weird, like Scooby-Doo bongo sound of as they he's he like slips and lands on his butt, and then immediately as part of his regular move gets up and tries to keep running. Um, you have slowed his progress significant significantly, but like, if are you going to act on that or like he he two of them run past. One of them slips and falls and is prone, and it's going to take him half his movement speed to get up, and then he would use the remainder of his movement to keep running. If they they ran past me and they completely ignored me, um, that's probably what an action to throw the beads down. I think it is. Nah, I probably can't pull out an arrow and shoot those guys. I guess I gotta let them go. I mean, I don't know if there's anything I can do. They're going to be past me before I can shoot them. Well, I'll, I'll fire a couple arrows at the furthest ones away. If and when I can. Okay, go for it. Uh, 16? No. Missed. Okay, and another one. 15. No. All right. Those guys have high armor values. Um, I guess I just got to let them go because they're going to keep running. 
Yeah, both of those got blocked by their large shields that they were carrying that whole time. They run off. You re-enter the town. You look down over everywhere, and you can see that the bodies of the slain are, like, laying out all across the docks. There are goblins everywhere. There are a couple of other, like, some elves and some humans and, like, what other civilians that may have been in the town. Some of them have been killed. Some of them have been wounded and are, like, being tended to. Mostly it's, like, the guards of the town that have been attacked, um, and that are laying dead. There are several trolls that are laying dead. There's one really big one that's missing one of its four arms. And <laughs> as things start to, like, you're sure at this point that things are kind of winding down, you see that the bodies of the slain begin to emit a red, misty substance that slowly starts to swirl around them and then <laughs> shoots up through the air and out toward the north. Well, it looks like Jindo's got his uh, altar back up and running again. Um, I'm gonna con- gonna continue to make my way into town and and catch up to where the bulk of the bodies are, and I can start to see where where my friends are. So uh, I guess we will uh, convene in the middle. Okay. And Easy uh, I'll talk about what happened next time. <laughs> like it's five o'clock. The good guys won this battle, but the war is far from over. They'll need another night's sleep to be at full fighting power, but if they take that rest, their enemies that escaped will also be able to refuel. Then again, the defeat of one of Jindo's top generals is nothing to sneeze at. We'll have to wait until next week to find out what happens next. The next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic DND, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.